Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Good morning, America. It's the Standing Brothers Show, episode 133. Woo! Listen, we are up bright and early getting this episode out to you folks on this Friday, beautiful Friday, nasty, wet, cold morning here in uh, none of your business, um, America. I will have you know it is a beautiful day outside. It's not a beautiful day. Hey, so because we got up early and because we're getting the show out to you early, you got to do us all a favor. You have to follow the show on Spotify. You have to do it, okay? And then... And then go over to my Substack. You have to subscribe to the Substack. Look, it's the least that you could do to thank us, right? Getting up early. Yes, you clicked on this episode, so therefore you are subject to our labor of work. We thank you for your compliance. Wow. Okay. Joe, how are you this this morning? Uh, good. I'm a little tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night but i'm all right i'm all right you know what's great is whenever you're sleeping and you think you're like this is suspiciously a long time to be sleeping have you, have you had, had those moments yeah i've had the moments where i think i've been in bed for like 20 hours and then i look at my my watch and it's like oh you've only been in bed for 30 minutes no, like, no no not that what i'm saying is that it, it it's in the morning yeah and you're like why isn't my alarm gone off yet and then you roll over and it's like, you know, 30 minutes after your alarm should have gone off. And you're like, I don't remember hitting the snooze button. And then you go to your alarms and it's like all your alarms are off and you just don't know how that happens. But you're like, well, okay. I've never had that happen. What always happens to me is that I'll roll over and look at my phone and realize, oh, my alarm goes off in one minute. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't you hate that? Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Well, some people like that because some people are like, yes, I have an extra minute to sleep. But a minute doesn't do anything for you. You don't know that a little minute cat nap can can no can re-energize the soul. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Standing Brothers Show episode one thirty three. As I said, um, got some things that we want to talk about. Um, got some things that we're going to discuss and uh, look at further. So thank you guys so much for clicking. Um, as I mentioned, you can follow the show on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a rating there as well. And um, for those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, I did make an announcement that earlier this week about how I'm completely going to be deleting um, my Facebook account forever. So um, if you relied on my Facebook account to get information about the podcast or my Substack, you'll need to follow the show on those links. I did leave a link to both of those in that post. And also if you, you know, follow me on Instagram, which I haven't posted anything there in months, um, I have everything backed up, which is pretty cool actually. Whenever you request a backup from Instagram, they give you everything. Like every photo you've posted, every story, every comment, every like. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like they put it on this package and it's all, you know, the categorized. Do they deliver it to you? Yeah, they like um, Shutterfly. No, no, oh. it's just like a big like package that you, oh. that you download, and then inside it's all divided up. So I'm requesting my Facebook one. That one's gonna be pretty large because I did a lot of things. But you know, there's there's photos that I want to keep um, from those accounts. But I have made that decision. So um, just furthering the statement that if you want to 
contact me. You got to shoot the email or you can comment on a Substack post. But that's just what's going on in my in my life. So now more than ever, just go ahead and get yourself um, subscribed to the show and then uh, on the email list. Joe, do you have any big announcements you want to – anything huge um, going on in your life? Uh, <clears throat> no. Okay. No. Um, but uh, NFTs, are they a scam or are they the real deal? I think they're a scam. I think they are too. I mean, I think that I think that crypto, I mean, this we're not, we're not getting a topic about that, but I think though certain certain yeah, NFTs certain NFTs could could be a, a scam if you want if you will. Like the one that always gets me is um having an NFT of like a sports highlight or artwork. But let's just say more of a sports highlight, right? Yeah. Um, you can still look up that sports highlight somewhere else on like, let's just say for instance, that I wanted to buy an NFT for an Aaron judge home run. All right. And I have the NFT and it's mine or whatever. Right. That doesn't mean I have the rights to that video on YouTube or I don't like MLB did not sell me or the Yankees did not sell me the rights to that video. So I don't like make money. I don't, I don't own that. I think if, I think if NFTs did that, where you had like a copyright, that that that's maybe a little bit more, a little bit more lucrative. Well, see, that's what that's what I understand is uh, one of the big things with NFTs is artwork, and uh, these people are selling these this artwork, but people are screenshotting it and yeah. and pirating it, and and all the NFT bros as they call them are freaking out like, don't you know that's property theft? It's like, dude, but you posted the picture online. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? <clears throat> well, Peter Schiff talked about this when an NFTs first launched back in 2020. I think it was when they first started to get some traction. He said that, you know, with the whole artwork um, issue is that, you know, there's only one Mona Lisa. Sure, you can download a picture of the Mona Lisa and make that your your iPhone wallpaper if you wanted to. But you don't have the Mona Lisa. Like, it's still in the Louvre. That doesn't mean you can't have have a screenshot of it. But it isn't, there's, nothing, there's nothing tangible there, and, and you can have these NFT real estate where you can have, like, virtual houses. That's so stupid. Um, you know, that, that's not to say that, like, you know, there are certain video games that do have um, values within itself. Like, I know that um, I think it was EVE Online, which is a giant MMO, like, space game where you build spaceships and stuff like that. And, you know, to create and craft these materials and to build these giant ships um you know you you can sell that to somebody for for value but there's only one of that thing like it's not like you can just duplicate um all of all of the work that was done same thing with this i'm gonna pull an old game out runescape um people would sell accounts on runescape that had so much gold and so much armor and stuff because that like you couldn't just download a copy of um full ruin armor or a million GP, or which is the gold in that game. So there's there, there's like there's a unique value there, um, but you know an NFT art, um, you can just download a JPEG and then have it. So I don't understand. Yeah. Well, someone was trying to explain how NFTs are better because well, <coughs> if you buy the NFT in the contract, you can get a, a you know a self portrait from this artist, or you can get the paint buckets. Like well. If I wanted a self-portrait, I would just go ask an artist to do a self-portrait. Why would yeah. I buy your online? And why why would I want a paint bucket? Like why why would I want that? The 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 the, the big the NFT bros, like I think that's what they're called. They're saying that every they're so gung ho that everything's going to be an NFT. Your your deed to your house, 
your car title, everything's going to be an NFT. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I mean, if an NFT is just just a digital contract, and that's nothing new per se. Not, not necessarily, but I just think it's it's the it's the like phase two of the metaverse because what's the what's the line they keep saying you're to own nothing and be happy? Well, you don't necessarily own anything when you buy a piece of digital artwork. It's just numbers. It's just ones and zeros on a screen. It's where it's really what it is. Well, you could probably say something similar about if you were to buy a digital license to a song, right? So yeah. if you had the, you don't own like anything physical per se, but you have the rights to a song. But then again, that's something tangible, right? Because um, what I understand is that people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this artwork. What do you do with it? It's just on your computer. Yeah. Do you print it off and then? Thumbtack it on your wall. I like, think you just—I think it's one of those things where you just hold it until it increases value, and then you sell it again. To me, it just seems like it's—they're going to use these as commodities, like 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 largely with crypto. Crypto is not uh, is not as usable as the USD, but people are treating it like a commodity. They sell high and buy low. And that's what they're doing with NFTs. So it doesn't seem like that. I don't know. It, it, to me, I think it's a scam because I think it's how you get to the metaverse. Are you going to be part of the metaverse? Heck no. Are you going to be an early adopter? Nope. Don't you want to be able to, like, go go anywhere? I mean, there are some things. But it's not real. No, what I'm saying is that virtual reality does offer some pretty cool um, things. I, I, I just don't like the idea of um, – I've, I've seen comparisons to those of you who have seen Ready Player One and the Oasis and that, how it's kind of this, this alternate world um, – where where people almost exist 100% of their lives in, in, in this fictional world where you can basically do anything you want, whatever you want. That's kind of what the metaverse is um, poised to be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have an issue with, you know, if it's a, if it's a game or something like that, but um, that's not what it's, it's not what they're, um, you know, marketing this thing as. It's more of a social media replacement, lifestyle replacement that, you know, you'll have your avatar and you'll work in the metaverse and do all stuff like that. So stupid. Which, you know, if you watch Ready Player One, you know, there's elements of um, this dystopian future um, in that. Or you could just um, – I've been catching up on um, these alien movies here recently. I just, I just had an interest to watch them again. And just if people really want a vision of what a dystopian future looks like, you can just watch that. Not from – you know the um, monster um, um, aliens that are in that film, but the the relationship between um, corporations and uh, humanity at that time, and how um, everything is corporatized, and you know that's that's probably what the future will will look like to a certain degree if we continue on uh, this path as much like that, or like a Blade Runner um, style of um, future where uh, you know uh, the government and the uh, corporate powers have taken over. Um, in lockstep and you know you have a lot of just um, suffering and um, limited freedoms in, in, in that regard and then of course you have these you know monsters that are attacking you which is not fun but I don't well, think the, that's the a... reason why I'm against the the metaverse is because for one I know this is a cliche but it's not real it's not real but that's that's not a reason to not like it though I, for I instance feel. let me give you an example even in Star Trek on the holodeck they all knew that when you go to the holodeck it's not real, right? You go in there for a training purpose. You go in there for an entertainment purpose. But you know at some point it's going to end. This is not life. This is not a replacement for life. You still have to go do your job on the ship. 
The problem with the metaverse is that people will get so attached and addicted to it that they will not be able to, di to dif differentiate the, the real life and the metaverse. And so people are going to, there's going to be whole swaths of people who will just be constantly plugged in, doing meaningless nonsense, while the rest of us have to pick up the slack. Well, that's a very real possibility. I think that, you know, um, I'm not opposed to it if it's, if it is just for the sake of entertainment where it's like, hey, you could, um, if you wanted to go to the Grand Canyon and you physically can't go there, you can put on a headset and use Google data to look like you're there. I don't think that's a problem because that's what we have now. Like we already have that now. You could already pull up Google Maps and an Oculus and go there. I don't, I don't see any harm in that necessarily. But, but the problem is, okay, it starts with entertainment. It starts with things like that. But, but yeah, but, but once but once they're once they're able to give you the feelings of walking on the ground there, feeling the breeze, uh, the heat, all that stuff, where it becomes when it becomes so realistic that you don't know if you're actually there or not, uh, that's a that's a really big problem. Well, that's where you that's the that's clear, why that's well, why I say just don't do it. Well, that's the clear line that you're crossing. I mean, I've used I mean, like I have a Samsung Oculus, which I don't I haven't used in many many years but I, I do have one and i've used it on occasion you know you can it is kind of cool being able to i will say watching netflix on it's kind of cool because you can just lay anywhere um and have a perfect view of it which is kind of kind of cool and kind of unique um you know if it, if it if it's just for the sake of entertainment i don't i don't see anything inherently wrong with that but again i think it's the abusing of that um you know where if you have if you know if you can do work in this and you can you know work within this fake reality um that i probably have some issues with or if you just never um disconnect from that because i mean this the same thing can be used about like about like video games right you know if you if you never interact with society and you constantly i mean look you can you can work and make a living you know within a game um as as i mentioned you, you can work in a video game and sell whatever you have in, in real world money um and never have to unplug from your computer. That's a definitely a possibility, and that I would say that's equally as bad as um, whatever this metaverse is supposed to be. Uh, I think it's the abuse of a technology. Like if I wanted to go into the metaverse and just say, "Hey, I want to go to, um, you know, what's what's what, what's going on today in Arizona or whatever." I don't know. <clears throat> and I could just pop in and be like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. All right, I'm done." Or if I wanted to watch a movie, and I wanted um, to watch it on my headset instead of watching it on television. I don't see any harm in that per se. Or if I wanted to relive a concert and they have they've figured out some way to to pull Queen at a Live Aid and you could like simulate you're in the crowd. I think that would be kind of a cool use of technology. But um, anything more uh, than just the purpose, I, I would say if you're using it like how you use your television. Or the way that you're supposed to be using a, a computer, I don't see any harm in that. Um, but of course, it's the it's the abuse. But the problem is, we all know that's not going to happen. Well, yes, but I'm saying that is that if you if, if you use it like that, I don't see any harm in yeah. it. Um, I, but I, 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 I doubt that's going to be the, the case. I, I think I think people who think that's that's all it's going to be are very very naive. <laughs> Perhaps. Anyways. Anyway. Done like, with the metaverse and crypto yeah. and NFT talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have I yesterday I posted a piece on my uh, libertyoverdrivesubstack.com <clears throat> which you should go all go subscribe so that way you can especially now that I'm getting off of pretty much all social media permanently um, you can 
read all my exclusive thoughts there. So um, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday this week, uh, Boris Johnson, who is the Prime Minister of England, came out and said that he is going to ease virtually all COVID restrictions starting uh, next week. <clears throat> now, this is a pretty 180 move for those of you who know um, the history of the United Kingdom and the response to COVID. Um, complete government totalitarianism, probably more so than America ever was. Um, if they go on the closest example, maybe New York City. Um, they had, you know, squads of police officers who would go around making sure people were more masked. And they had this really creepy thing where every day at like 5 p.m. or something like that, everyone would go outside their, their um, doors and clap for the NHS, which is very creepy. Um, but, you know, and those who don't know, the, the NHS, is, NHS is the National Health um, Service or system there, which is kind of like their government-run single-payer style system that they have. And, of course, they have to protected at all you know the precious um nhs um but um johnson came out and said that he's going to be taking away all um, mask wearing show for proof of vaccination social distancing guidelines and they will no longer recommend that people or no longer advise people to work from home so basically the only restriction that's going to be still in place is that if you test positive you have to you have to you have to quarantine which is basically how it is everywhere around the world to a certain extent and besides australia um well australia's completely gone they sent you to um, a camp australia's completely gone i don't i don't think there i there was a funny uh thing i think i forget who i was listening to but they were saying how there's a better argument to invade um i think it was dave smith and michael mouse were saying that there's a better argument to liberate australia from the totalitarian state than 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 any of the wars in the Middle East. Yeah, that there's actual oppression um, and a complete reversal of um, Western um, civilization there. So this is this is pretty big. Um, I'm I, I will link my Substack article in the description as well as the article that I pulled this from. This is from the New York Times. I pulled um, this story from. So um, COVID cases have been plummeting there for the past few. Um, days, the last few weeks, like the Omicron um, apparently has run its course there, as we see with many of these um, spikes with different variants. Um, typically, you have a very sharp uptick and a very sharp downtick. The United States' COVID cases are actually beginning to do the same thing. We are beginning to plateau um, and we're possibly because I think that with, with most of these variants, the United States has, has been about two to three weeks behind the UK just because of um where the UK has been placed um, in the world in relation to where most of these variants have come from. Um, Delta was from India, I believe. And then this one, of course, was from South Africa, the Omicron. So uh, most of the travel is going to go through um, through the UK and then come to America. So the last 30 days, we have pretty much plateaued when it comes to cases and the end apparently is near because we've had basically two full weeks of plateauing cases, which is meaning that we're probably going to start ticking down very, very soon. So this is, this is huge. This is huge. The United Kingdom, which had complete total, totalitarian lockdowns. Many people couldn't even leave their homes. They had, they were basically one step behind Australia um, at the height of the pandemic. And now for them to just stop, uh, it, it's huge. It's big. Well, it, it just signals that uh, COVID's over. 
This well, is over. Well, COVID might not be over as far as like the virus is appearing, but I think the grift. Well, and I'm, I think I'm not saying the virus is over, but the response to the virus is over. I think the response is is dying, and the excuse. Yes. Um, as I wrote in my piece, I think the I think governments are beginning to run out of excuses. You know, because the the excuse in the beginning was, well, we have to protect the hospital systems. We got to flatten the curve. And the, well, the hospitals in a lot of places never go over, overrun. You know, De Blasio and Cuomo both admitted that New York. Uh, never, never got overrun. They never saw it happen. All unless the, all the unless, field hospitals they unless built. Unless you were in a nursing home. Well, yeah. Um, all the field hospitals they built, the medical ship were were never used. I think there was like ten people that were seen at that at the Mercy or whatever it was called. The um the one um it's a Navy or Coast Guard medical ship that went into the port of New York. Um, you know this this apocalyptic doomsday narrative of there'd be bodies on the streets and there'd be burying people in Central Park. It's never happened. Um, the, the apocalypse never occurred. And I think you're also beginning to see also that even people that have, um, taken this vaccine, which were sold on, on a lie that it would end the pandemic, which has not happened because there's still cases. So we're, it's still circulating, even though, you know, we have reached that, that 60 to 70% of people fully vaccinated. Um, and, if you look at the statistics of people vaccinated in the United States, it's like 95% of um, people above 65 have been fully vaccinated. And then people um, 12 to 65 are like 80%. So really the only people that are left are the children are the only ones that are really left um, as a large, as a large um, um, group of people that are ones have not been vaccinated. And to say that um, everyone who's hospitalized is a child. No, Right, because they're saying that like so many people hospitalized are unvaccinated. Well, you know that has to be such a tiny has to be every unvaccinated person in that regard because there's not that many left of, of adults, and the only ones that are really the the largest group are just children, you know, ages 12 and under. So that doesn't add up. Um, they were sold a bill of goods, and it turned out to not to be true. And a lot of people are beginning to beginning to turn on it, you know. The, the cases aren't going away, and even though we have a lot of cases, we're not seeing the the winter of death and darkness as we, as we were promised. Well, I think there's also, too, a lot of people who are upset at the fact that they're taking away all the restrictions. And the people who did the right thing, who followed the rules, got vaccinated, stayed home, wore eight masks, whatever— they're seeing that the, those restrictions are being lifted, and the people like I don't know, like me, who don't wear a mask, who who didn't get vaccinated, who who uh, broke every rule, uh, are now like, well, well, what about this guy? You know, I did everything I was supposed to do, and this guy didn't do anything. So there's a lot of buyer's remorse now. The people who bought into the to the to the con, the grift, the 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 bill of goods that was sold to them, they're like, well, what, what, how about some punishment, or how about <coughs> something for these people? And that's that's part of the problem too, of when you buy into these big government uh, schemes, is that there's always going to be people who kind of sneak underneath the radar a little bit, and, there's, and then there's the people who you know who buy in hook, line, and sinker, and they're like, well, well, what about me? Well, sorry, there's no retribution for you because, well, as we all know, uh, this thing was was a grift to begin with. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's that, but it's also possibly. Some people who who deep down know that they got grift, and they're mad that you 
didn't have to that you suffered no consequences that, or that you didn't buy into that it. you didn't buy into the grift yeah it's like if you get scammed and someone else didn't and you're mad because now they have no consequences and they get to live their life normally while you um have to um, live the fact that you were wrong the fact that you were wrong which, which I'm, I'm gonna get into in a second so you have um one of our neighbors, one of our closest allies in the in the, in the in the United Kingdom, that's one of the closest comparisons you can have as far as demographics um, to America in this regard, and they're completely going back to normal. Um, Boris Johnson. Now. now there 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 might be some political shenanigans with this, but re, re, regardless, they are going back to a hundred percent normal um, starting next week um, when it comes to COVID. So how did um. How did President Biden respond to that this week? Well, President Biden um, bought bought 400 million N95 masks and 400 million, um, I think think they were at-home testing kits for Americans. And they're going to be free um, starting to go out. Now, of course, um, anything that comes from the government that's quote-unquote free. It's not. It's not really free. Um, this was paid through stolen money and taxation. So um, you're flipping the bill for all these masks and all these testing kits. And, you know, that's fine. But my question was, okay, why didn't you do this in the in the initial – why didn't you do this leading up to Omicron? Late. It's a little too late, bro. We're, we have plateaued. The cases are going to stop dropping. Now what they're going to do is they're going to be like, oh, well, we handed out masks. Look at that. The cases started dropping. Um. And, of course, we know that they're going to completely screw up the distribution of this and that people are going to be grabbing 30, 40 masks from, their, from these stores. We know this is all going to happen. We know that not everybody is going to get one. But let's just say that um, the government ran per- per- perfectly efficient. I know that's funny. And that they were able to give every American, every man, woman, and child a, a – And the a, people in between. A N95 mask and an at-home testing kit, which is single use, by the way. Okay, so now what? You know that and you know that mask is only supposed to be used for a day and then tossed, right? This is, this is not something you that can't you can't fiddle with it. It's not something you're supposed to like wash. You use an N95 once and then you're supposed to throw it away because it loses because it's a positive. It's a charged, so that way it blocks certain molecules and certain um, particles from flying through it. So <clears throat> that's how they work: is that they're 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 um, like chemically charged. Um, inside of the filtration system, which is how that blocks certain um, particles from flying through. And over time, it, it loses that effectiveness. So, so hook it up to your car battery. So now what? Like, you know, you give everybody two or three days of a quality uh, mask, which I think that if you're going to wear anything to protect yourself and others, if you're not wearing an N95, that's, I've said this in, I've said this in the very beginning. If you're not wearing an N95 that's perfectly fitted and you don't fiddle with it and it's clean, I don't take you seriously as far as I'm wearing a mask to protect myself and other people. I don't. I've never um, believed it. I don't believe that. I've never believed that the cloth masks were effective the in bandanas in stopping the bandanas. Um, I, I don't even believe that those were um, effective at, at at any point. Um, from personal experience and from I, I haven't seen one study done on um the flu i haven't seen any any rtcs or any um, rcts done on any mask or any cloth mask that showed any effectiveness um in a a, a controlled setting so if you know if it's not working in a controlled setting it's definitely not working in the public setting 
So that's just where I've been on the whole mass thing. Now, in 95s, yes, they're, they're proven to work, they're proven to block 95% of, of um, particulates flying through. But uh, do you think that do you think anyone's going to be wearing these properly and not messing with them, filling with them, and um, no. taking it off to wipe their nose and then touching a can of soup at the, at the supermarket? No. No, they're not going to. So you have the United Kingdom, which is completely turning around and going back to normal. And then you have Biden... Who's like, here's more masks and here's more testing kits, which flooding the market with with the testing kits and making everybody test. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen to the test results? It's going to go up. Yes, exactly. And there might be a lot of false positives, too. A lot of false positives. But what is that going to do to So what is that going to do? to the overall testing and what's the message that you're trying to send out with that where you have many countries and also the Czech Republic has completely denied the use of any sort of vaccine passport I believe that um, Sw- Switzerland has done something very similar where they are rejecting these you have top officials in um, Israel that are dropping Israel is dropping their vaccine passport at this point they're they're in the they early still want a fifth shot <laughs> well they have the fourth shot but but from the early data they're showing that it's not offering that much more protection if any um towards towards um covid or especially towards the over especially toward towards, towards the the omicron variant but israel is going to drop their whole green pass so you have all these places that are dropping it but you know new york you can't go into a public building without showing vaccination so how far back and how backwards is the United States if all these other countries are completely moving on? First and, world countries. Yeah. These, this, this, look, it's not like we're talking about like the Tanzania or the Congo or like the, the Congo or Central America. And we're not talking about, you know, second and third world countries. We're talking about first world Western European countries that are completely rejecting this this notion going back to normal. Well, remember, these were always the countries that we looked to as, well, they're trusting the experts. They're doing the right things when COVID first came about. But now it looks like we're the ones who are rejecting the science, rejecting the experts, and uh, holding on to this to this last – trying to squeeze the last drop of juice out of this orange. Because it seems like if, if everyone gets these tests and everyone takes them and the cases spike for a week or two, then it's like, well, we can keep this going for just a little bit longer. It's like just just drop it already. You we all you know. I, Tony Fauci knows, and Rand Paul's been right the whole time. They know that this whole thing has been a grift from the from the very beginning. Just let it go. All right, we'll, we'll make fun of you for a, for a little bit, but eventually people are gonna forget about this. So just let it go. And what is funny is that I'm I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a video for you real quick. This is a video I have in my Substack. So yesterday morning I was watching CNBC while I was getting ready for work and I was um, eating breakfast. I just have it on just to, just to see if there's any breaking news that goes on. Um, and they had the governor of um, um, New Jersey, the Garden State, the Garden State, who um, hold on I'm gonna pull up the COVID deaths per million because it because because New Jersey has among the worst I, have, I think not the worst. Um, it's like it's like top top five worst. Okay, so New Jersey has has the fourth worst um, deaths per deaths per one hundred thousand in 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 America. So not exactly fantastic. I know that some of these other states have overtaken, like Mississippi, Arizona, Alabama. Um, Where's Georgia at on there? See how Brian Kemp's doing. Georgia is what one two. We're, we're, we're 16th. Okay. But, you know, Florida's down here. 
So Florida's Shocking. so Florida's doing better than Georgia, New York, um, New Jersey, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Um, all these other which which Massachusetts just didn't they just uh, install their like their version of the of the uh, vaccine passport something yeah yeah so isn't that funny um, New Jersey led deaths for for from for much longer and they've only just now ticked down um, and Phil Murphy who had a lot of controversy with some of the hospitals as well with some of the nursing homes can I say one more thing yeah. Um, isn't it funny? After all those people that uh, that Cuomo killed, and all the people that have left New York, and they still have higher deaths than states that who took in all those people. Yeah. Uh, because of the mass exodus, isn't that hilarious? Well, it's also hilarious that you have states that, like Florida, that have been closed for a month. You know, the Florida shut down for like three weeks. I think that was it, and they were they were done. Um, and they've been open ever since. There's no mask requirements, no vaccine passports, nothing like that. And the fact that Florida is doing way better. And keep it, may I remind you that Disney World, SeaWorld, Universal have all been open since I think it was June of 2020. They were closed for like three months. And we, I've been to Disney World recently. It's packed. There are people every freaking where. Go and I've been to at, Universal. Universal is Packed. Go look at videos from the 50th anniversary at Disney World. Yes, these places packed. are packed, and Disney World does not require you to show proof of vaccination. Um, the longest run they've had is either wear a mask indoors, which, sorry, whenever you're wall-to-wall with people outside, um, you know, the chance of you spreading something like that is also very possible. Um, but there's no social there's no social distancing. They just ask that you wear a mask, but then, like, not everybody wears them correctly, and that's a whole other... We're not getting into that. But the fact that you have... The largest theme parks in the world congregate into one city, and everywhere else in Florida is open. Miami Beach is open. All these other spring break locations are open, and they are doing better in almost every metric than New Jersey and New York goes to say something. Because if because because if if every narrative is true that if we don't lock down, if we don't have mask requirements, if we don't have vaccine passports, if we don't have mandatory vaccination. Um, that the numbers we got to control, the hospitals will run, will be overrun, and you'll have death in the streets and burying people on the beaches of Florida. You know, that all never happened. So it is interesting to say. So Phil Phil Murphy, who is a despicable um, human being by every Just metric, um, and I don't I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean that honestly. This is the guy who sent a goon squad to a gym owner um, and threatened um, violence against him for the for, for the crime of um, opening up his gym. Which, if you want to see some awesome um, Americans and, page- and true, true patriots in this country, um, there are plenty of videos of back in 2020 when the height of this was going on that, you know, the police would show up and then a bunch of the bodybuilders would stand outside the doors and be like, move me. <laughs> you know, of course, these bodybuilders have 100 pounds on some of these police officers. And if an altercation were to happen, it does not look good for the police officers. The one um, time you can justify using steroids. Yeah, you, you know it's just funny how they would just they would all line up the door and they would say we're not moving, arrest me. I think there was something that, that put the uh, the the weight bar or whatever in the door. Yes, they would do that as well. Yeah, or they put weights in front of the door. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's just crazy. And this is the guy who you know everybody on these networks just praised Phil Murphy for his leadership and course he likes to gloat about how well he's done everything like that so but there's something interesting that phil murphy says that i was just kind of casually listening to um yesterday in the morning that caught my ear and i went record scratch wait wait (laughs) what what did he just say 
um, because it completely falls in the face of everything that um, that we've been told, everything that he's been saying up to this point. So I'm gonna play this little clip for you, and then we'll then we will continue on. There are a lot of people wondering if um, this is going to be kind of the end of the pandemic as we know it, maybe the beginning of an endemic situation, COVID not going away, but so many people have had it, have built up resistance. We do have vaccines and we do have treatments. Do you think that's the case, that from here on out it may be smoother sailing? I do. I'm, again, cautiously knocking on wood here uh, based on the, the many conversations that we have constantly with medical and scientific experts, it does feel like we've never thought uh, that we would manage this to zero cases, that this would ultimately become an endemic, something perhaps consistent with a bad flu season, uh, which, you know, which we still endure, uh, but something importantly that we can live with, that we can get back to not just near normal, but full normal behavior. That is our hope. And I believe, uh, as I say, with cautious optimism, that's where we're headed. I'm sorry. Wait, what? <sighs> For those of you that 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 that, that missed the big the big word that he said there, there's three things that he said that they thought were interesting. He said, "We never thought we would ever get to zero deaths. Like, like that was never or zero COVID. That was never an option. That's not what any of these governors said. These governors said we are in it until there is no COVID." We can't stop until there's no deaths, until there's no cases. So that's what all these big blue state governors said. That's a lie. They all said it. They were all lockstep in agreement with that. And you even had people, um, people um, in my group, in my media group that said that said very similar things. Well, if it just saves one life, Jacob, then why won't you do it? That, that, that was the argument used. If it just saves one life, is it not worth it? Isn't that worth destroying the economy and putting millions of people out of work and the complete destruction of small businesses if it saves just one life? That was the argument used. So that's a complete lie. They all said we're in this until there's zero cases, until there's zero COVID. But all of a sudden now that we can't find an end in sight, that, that no matter what we try, COVID won't go away. No matter how many lockdowns, no how many vaccine passports, no how many, how many people get the jab. Now, no matter if you wear 10, 15 masks and a freaking CDA suit from Monsters, Inc., this thing won't go away. It's only now that they admit defeat. And then they try to gaslight you by saying, of course, well, well of course, this, 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 was, this was the strategy all, all along was, to get to, was, was never to get the zero code. Well, we've we, had we, bad flu years. We, it was just bad he, flu. And there's the second thing. <laughs> he says that it may be like a bad flu. Do you know who got crucified? On the internet and in person because they compared COVID to the flu. Myself. Verbally crucified for saying, for, for even the, the crime of suggesting that we may have to treat this like the seasonal flu. I said that back in 2020. And I got completely land blasted for saying, well, how dare you compare this to the flu? You know, the flu is is X, Y, and Z transmissible. And so whatever death rate the flu has and just all the other word salad. Well, now I have the governor who would have said the same thing to me back in 2020, verbally assaulting me in that regard. Now saying, well, hey, we may have to just treat this just like the seasonal flu. You know, you know, we have bad flu seasons, but we seem to manage them pretty well. Do you see the grift ending here? Do you see that? The, welcome to 2020, bro. We said, we were saying everything this guy is saying right now 
It is January 21st, 2022. I said this back in summer 2020. I have the receipts. Go back and look it up on the podcast. You know episodes. what it is? Is that he, one of his lackeys found our show. <clears throat> That's and what it, it was. And that gave him the excuse to go out and say this nonsense. Well, not nonsense. It's the truth now, but they go out and say this. I, I Again, I, it's it's like, I, I don't know if it's irony or what it is, but it's just, it's so funny that... Um, that people who have been right on this from from day one, like you go, you go look at Eric July. He has mm-hmm. been saying this for for years now, kind of, literally for years. years now. He's been saying this, and he's being and people like him, Tom Woods, ourselves, are all being proven right. And in when people see Tom, uh, this Murphy guy or whoever, all these governors and so called scientists start to say these things, they're gonna look at they're they're gonna look back on these Fauci versus Rand Paul things, like well, what, maybe. Maybe Rand wasn't so crazy. Maybe he was right. Maybe this Fauci guy is is the is the lead grifter here. But um, I I don't I don't remember getting blasted maybe as much as you did over oh, saying did. that the COVID was nothing more than the flu. There are people who say, okay, yes, COVID illness is different than the flu. Yes, but it's it's pretty dang similar. Well, what? The main thing that I got hit for was saying that it's that it's similar to the flu is well that's just that's just disrespectful to everybody that has passed away from it and if you had somebody that had died from it you wouldn't feel this way. Um just because you know just because you know someone that has died from it does not give you the moral obligation to to grandstand other people. This another argument against this as well. If you know someone that dies of brain cancer, that doesn't make you a brain cancer expert and therefore get to stand in, on, a, on a moral high ground saying, well, my grandfather had, had had brain cancer, therefore you can't say X, Y, and Z about it. That's, that's not how this works. So that does also make you a medical expert on brain cancer. You're not all of a sudden a freaking neural oncologist over here. It's not how any of this works, and it's, and it's never worked this way. And, and, if, and if Phil Murphy were to say what he said at the beginning of this pandemic, he would have been labeled the same way as, as myself and, and, and every other health expert that was correct on this from the very beginning. He said, he said one more thing that I found interesting was that we may be able to, to live with the virus, <laughs> which is a complete 180 from everything but this man's policies in statements have been about. It's never been about. We have to – all of these governors and all these officials were to eradicate the virus. If we only take – if we only lock down for two weeks, we'll flatten the curve. We'll, evad- we'll eradicate the virus. If we only wear a mask for six weeks, as what many of these people said, we, we, can, we, can, we can eradicate the virus. If we only get two shots, we can eradicate the virus. Well, if we only wear – if we only get two shots and a booster and a mask, we can, we can eradicate the virus. Now, now we, now we can't. Now we can just live with now it. We, now we can live with it, right? Yeah. After, after I put you through two years of hell and maybe I've shut your business down and forced you to get a vaccine that you didn't want to get and forced you to mask that you didn't want to wear. Maybe I made your kids commit suicide. Yeah. Maybe I've caused severe alcoholism in your family or I had someone commit suicide or now you're suffering from a psychological issue because of the deep depression you've had over the last two years. Now we can live with it. We did it, guys. We did it. We we beat COVID by surrendering to it. Do you know who was from the very beginning? This is before even like any of the lockdowns happened. There's a doctor and a scientist I've been referencing so many times, Dr. Johnny Anitas from the um, crazy crackpot 
um, University of Stanford. Yeah, right, right. Completely untrustworthy. Trump, Trump ran yeah, right wing. Birthers uh, anti-vax guy Johnny and Militia Aeneas, service um, that, that is professor of. I think he's a public public medicine professor and of an epidemiologist and an immunologist. I think he's he also might be dealing with vaccines as well. Johnny Aeneas, brilliant guy. He said the same things that Phil Murphy said back in two, back in February 2020. I could be happy to pull the video. If the videos are still up on YouTube, I'd be happy to, to, to share them with someone. It's like, an, it's like an hour or two long interview with him, and he was pouring through the data. And do you know that his initial paper, which I, I might still have around my house somewhere. Um, I, can, I can go find it for you. Where he was predicting, um, based on early data coming out of China and coming out of these other European states, the infective fatality rate. This is back in February and March of 2020, are 100% consistent with what we see now. Even with the deadly Delta variant and the deadly um, Alpha and every, all the other variants, completely consistent. But of course, Johnny Anita's, we're not allowed to listen to him because, you know, he's suggesting not lockdown and suggesting how to live with it. And, and well, he's, 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 the, he's counter Fauci. Yes. So it is interesting now that, that you have officials, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, 180, the Governor of New Jersey, complete 180. I mentioned this in the article and then I mentioned this um, la- I think it was last episode episode before that was that you're running out of time to switch sides here like you really are because once Biden uh, like I- I'm going to say once the federal government um, stops declaring this a public emergency and you know drops whatever requirements there there are um, and then they really we, we-, we get some real data on this um, it's going to be too late and what I mean by too late is that if you were one of the people who um, verbally assaulted anybody, not, I'm not talking about myself, but just other people um, for not following X, Y, and Z policy, or you um, disowned family members because they wouldn't get a vaccine, or you wouldn't invite a certain family member over to a, to a, to a gathering, or you canceled gatherings because of the fear of not everyone has been vaccinated or not everyone will, 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 will wear masks. Um, <clears throat> you're 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 running out of time to admit that 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 you you were wrong on this, and the reason why I'm so strict on this is because because of the way that you have acted, you have enabled and you have emboldened the government and all these unelected bureaucrats to do what they have done. So the, 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 it, it, it's larger it's larger context than just oh well you didn't you didn't wear a mask. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the millions of small business owners that have lost everything from this. I'm talking about people that have lost their jobs because of budget cuts and because of that. I'm talking about families right now that are struggling to put food on the table and gas in their cars because of hyperinflation that we're experiencing right now. All result of the Fed, all result of the, of the COVID response. It's the people that have committed suicide. It's the people that have had drug addiction and alcohol addiction and depression and, 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 and children born and raised who haven't seen a human face in a, in a school or public setting in literally half their life. I'm not sure what kind of psychological damage we're going to see from that. But, it, but what, what, what has happened over the past two years will be felt for this next generation and on. And people stood idly by and either spoke neutrally against it. Like, well, you know, this is the health experts. So it's not no room for me to talk. Or you embolden it saying, why aren't you trusting the experts, Jacob? Why aren't you trusting these, these people? You just need to trust. There are, people, there are folks that are, that are way smarter than you than they decision, so you need to shut up. 
right? That argument I find so hilarious because you could use that for literally anything. Jacob, why are you against the Iraq war? There are folks that are way smarter than you that said it's the right thing to do. Well, that's what they said. And it's funny, when they did that, they always pulled on the old uh, patriotic heartstrings. Because <clears throat> I think it was... It's uh, your patriotic duty to wear a mask, Jacob. I think it was um, I think it was David French who ever said that uh, certain conservatives were unpatriotic because they didn't support the war. Well, it's, it's the same thing, too, when Biden says, well, the patriotic thing to do is get vaccinated. It's like... Uh, Where's that at? Yeah, here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying to find out where um, Thomas Jefferson or Samuel Adams said that the patriotic thing to do was to um, follow government order and to get and to, to take a medical procedure. Pretty sure that um, he was the guy that you know ran the largest um, um, opposition to federal gov- to, to any large government in the modern era. And it's but, like you know, they also say the same thing about paying taxes, like. Paying taxes is the opposite of being patriotic. If that's, if that's the case, then Samuel Adams would have been a like a terrorist, which I mean, he was in the eyes of the crown. So, but I think, but but no one would consider Samuel Adams not a patriot. Well, maybe today. some people, but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, well, to me though, the the damage has been done because the whole point of the whole COVID thing and the whole vaccine thing wasn't so much to save lives or improve the quality of life. It was to so division among the ranks and the damage has been done mm-hmm. there are there are, i've heard of families over thanksgiving that wouldn't allow certain family members in because they didn't get the jab you can't just flip a switch and undo that like that that stuff doesn't go away and the further division that you see between people you don't even know complete strangers who will assume the, the most evil things about you because you're not wearing something on your face or if they ask you if you're vaccinated, you say, I refuse to answer, or you say no. They will assume the worst things about you because they automatically tie uh, unvaccinated, unmasked with Trump or whatever. And Trump was was probably had the worst response on COVID uh, of anybody. Yeah. But they automatically associate you with those things. So it wasn't about health and safety. <clears throat> it wasn't about saving lives. It was about sowing division. And they see, well, we've done, we've done enough of that over the last two years. Yeah. So it's time to move on to something else. Now, when I, when I said about family gatherings, especially Thanksgiving was one of the biggest ones, especially Thanksgiving um, of 2021 because we had the vaccines and everything like that um, and Christmas. I'm not, I'm not talking about canceling a, an event like that. If let's just say a circumstance that I know this has happened. That you had a 95-year-old immunocompromised man who, if he did catch this, he would, he would probably die. Like, let's just be honest. If, 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 if a 100-year-old person caught this and who was at, at, at death's door um, just because of their age, caught this, they would die. I could completely understand saying, hey, Christmas this year, we, we probably shouldn't do it. I, I get that. Or if you're a recovering cancer patient and you have no immune system, I get that. But what I'm, that, that, that is not every case and that's why i said what i said is that not everybody falls into that stipulation so if you canceled and you're you know 35 years old and you believe everything that don lemon says on tv about canceling or fauci canceling your plans and you're like well fauci said cancel my plan so i can't have my sister and her family over no sorry i think think i think you're falling to what the category i said and you know i said that there was um you know, I have no issue treating people the same way who um, were in favor of the Iraq war or any sort of other giant, which I said in the beginning. And I think I tweeted, 
I want to say I tweeted a senator or a congressperson. I forget who it was. I, I, I tweeted someone in government, and I said that um, it might have been Rand Paul. I forget. Crap. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try, try to find it. It's on Twitter. But um, I said that people who supported the lockdowns will be the same stigma as those who supported the Iraq war. Like decades from now when COVID is like, you know, a flu and we don't care anymore about it, you're going to be like running for president saying, oh, well, this person locked you down. This person shut you down. This person made you get a shot that you didn't want to get. It'll be used the same way as the Iraq war. And I feel the same way about individuals, people in media who said, hey, you're unpatriotic for not supporting the war on terror. Why do you hate America so much? What? Are you in favor of 9-11? Do you want the troops to die? Are you in favor? You must You must have been proud of 9-11 because, because you don't want to go into Iraq well, and you don't want well, to go into well, Afghanistan. Bush said you're with us or you're with the enemy, so you're yes, with the enemy. It's exactly the same same binary choice that was given for COVID. If you're against the lockdowns, what? Are you in favor of people dying? I had people say that to me. You're against mask mandates? You're against forced vaccination? Well, you must be in favor of people dying. You want, you're a grandma killer. So I'm going to use one? the same language and the same mockery and public shaming to those people online and everywhere else. That, 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 same thing that, that, that the war on terror. You were wrong. It's okay to admit you were wrong. But don't sit there and hold this position after you know that the grift has been up. It's, it's over. Each day is ticking away at this. Well, that's that's another reason why uh, Trump, first of all, shouldn't run, and then none of his supporters should give him uh, support. It's because, what's he going to say? Well, I was a part of the administration that got the vaccine out there. Okay, well, we saw how your vaccine was used to to pit people against their job or the jab. And to usher in vaccination passports. Yeah, and then then they took it a step further and said, well, if you don't get the booster, we'll do the same thing. How is that a success? Well, 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 let's look at your response to the, to the virus. You were wrong. And many people said you were wrong for, for keeping on Tony Fauci, for continuing the lockdowns. You want to talk about inflation? What about the $6 trillion that you guys printed over the, over the year of 2020? You want to talk about inflation? Sure, Biden hasn't, been, hasn't done a great job, but that counts too. So what about, what about the lockdowns? You were president. You authorized a state of emergency which gave the governor's cover to lock their states down that's on you you want to talk about your great economic recovery you destroyed it yeah (laughs) you destroyed all of it that's so how can how can any trump supporter support the guy who kicked all of this off who started i firmly believe that is why he lost yeah that is why he lost the election i think that um uh steve dace who you know? I'm not the biggest fan of politically, but he, but he but on COVID he was he was one of the guys that were 100 percent right. He was right 100 percent of the time. Steve Dace was like, if 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 Trump does not get rid of Tony Fauci and Burke and reopen the schools and end these lockdowns and end the state of emergency, he will not win the election, and this is why. And he didn't. He was 100 percent right. Uh, DeSantis has such such a winning message when it comes to well he should attack Trump more because Trump <coughs> attacked Sanchez when he was the first state to reopen. Trump attacked DeSantis in Florida. Now Trump will go around and try to and say, well look how look how good Florida's doing. But you attacked them from the beginning. You attacked DeSantis. So DeSantis has every right if he's in in the debates with Trump to pin him up against the wall and slap him back and forth and say you were wrong about it and I was right. You don't you do not deserve re-election. You do not deserve to be back in the White House because you were wrong about COVID. All of this stuff 
is partly your fault as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it DeSantis has a winning message. And I really think that if he wants to go for the presidency, um, not sure if it's in 2024 or whenever else, he needs to run on that. He needs to run on he needs to run on the data and on the facts. And if Trump's in the Trump's in the debates, you know, people who support who supported Trump or want to vote for him again will have to look long and hard at that. You know, because it's not a it's not a he said she said argument. Like, there's data to back this up, and the fact that you know DeSantis really wanted to be ballsy about it, be like you lost because of this. You couldn't beat Biden because of these actions, and he'd be 100 percent right. And if you're a Trump supporter and you don't believe that, there's some you you really need to look look well, deep and hard at well, yourself. The, the problem is that they're all holding on to the, the election was stolen thing because Biden said <laughs> something yesterday about how. Uh, legislature is changing rules, and Trump said that's basically uh, Biden admitting that the election was stolen. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, again, even with the Mike Lindell thing, too, I need to see evidence. Show me yeah, evidence. I, I am not the... you, you keep saying the election was stolen, there, there's problems with the voting machines, whatnot. Okay, that's fine. Show me how it was done. Because otherwise, it's just wild accusations. Now, I, I, I firmly believe that there was problems, but you got to show me evidence. I'm still not going to vote for you, but I want to see evidence. I like to see some, to see some some data in yeah. that. I mean, even uh, Shane Hazel uh, was talking about how Brian Kemp brought in all the voting machines and how they're compromised. Again, too, show me the evidence. Show me how it's compromised because I want to believe you. I I, I want to, to to show people how these voting machines are. There's problems with them, but I need this thing called evidence. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not not believing them, if that makes any sense. Um, but if I'm going to come out and make a statement about it, I, I need to see pointed evidence. Like, if there, if I don't have evidence on something, I'll say it's my opinion that I, I think this happened, um, which is different than me making a, a, a you know, a declaration that yeah. this is 100% genuine. Because Mike Lindell had that huge tech meeting thing to discover the problems of the election, and nothing came out of it. Yeah, nothing happened. It's like, here's a perfect opportunity for you to come on stage with a PowerPoint showing step-by-step step how it was done. But he, but he didn't do that. No one did that. So unless that's done, then you're just wasting everyone's time. Yeah, and unfortunately... Don't vote for Trump. Well, and unfortunately, whenever they do stuff like that, it only feeds into the corporate press's narrative. Yeah. That, that oh, these are crazy people. And it is funny now that... Um, we don't, we're, we're, we're running out of time, but Biden's speech in Atlanta about the civil rights thing, um, saying that um, that if you don't support, this was, was, this, was this, this was what he literally said. He's like, if you don't support this this new civil rights act bill or this new voting act bill, which is basically a complete federal takeover of state elections, um, which is uh, problematic to say the least. Um, that it's it's a difference between Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis. Wow, that's so. So stupid. if you don't support the federal takeover of of elections, then you are on the side of the Confederacy. That's I I am not lying. That is exactly I will I will go on YouTube and I will find the video where he said that. So basically, if you support states' rights, even in the smallest degree, you're Jefferson Davis. You're Jefferson Davis, or who was the Jim Crow um, governor of Alabama? Um, I can't remember, but I, I know. Is it Allen or Duncan? About. I forget who his I, I, I know what you're is. talking about. Yeah. But he's like it's a difference between between MLK and him. So if you don't support this voting right, 
this this federal takeover of state elections then you were on the on the side of a jim crow segregationist governor what <laughs> i'm sorry what was that um <coughs> yeah but um andrew from a don't walk run productions who is fantastic did a whole thing about it um so i will be sure to uh, link that down in the description because i want to talk about it but i just completely ran out of time um but yeah wow 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 that is uh oof yeah um <laughs> and especially coming to georgia where um whenever you get your driver's license or state id you're automatically registered to vote so what voter suppression as far as an as far as an as an id law are you talking about you know i i find that um <laughs> hilarious as well i think they did a statistic and it was like 95 Five percent of everyone who falls under the under the, the the ID requirement has an ID, and and if everyone if you don't have an ID, you can register to vote with like a power bill or proof of residency in Georgia, which can be done through like a thousand other documents. So didn't you get re registered to vote at a Dave Matthews concert? Yeah, it was so hard to get. Remember, they say it's so hard. To, it's hard. It's so hard to, re to register to vote. That I got registered to vote at a Dave Matthews concert. Now, they had a booth there, and I'm pretty sure the lady who gave the forms was probably a little high. Probably, but um, I was at a Dave Matthews concert back in like 2015, 2016, or whatever. Um, I had just, I was like 18, 19 at the time, and um, they were like, they were like, they had a booth out there. It was like some kind of local, you know, like local campaign that they were trying to get people to vote from a college or whatever. And they were like, they were like, are you, are you, are you registered to vote? I said, I'm not sure. And they said, well, we can check real quick. And sure enough, I wasn't registered to vote. Literally filled out a one-page form with just basic information. Like, all right, there you go. You'll get, to get, to get something in the mail. And that was it. That's how hard it is to register to vote in Georgia is I did it at a freaking Dave Matthews concert in five minutes. So if you can't find five minutes to register to vote at a Dave Matthews concert, maybe it's really not that important to you. Um, and this is coming from a guy who really doesn't uh, uh, doesn't place much value in voting in general. So if if I took five minutes out of my time, surely you can. Uh, I do find that hilarious, but I'll I'll link that video in the description. You can uh, go check that out. Um, as always, all the all the links and articles of this will be found in the description of this video. Guys, if you enjoyed what you listened to today. Consider joining the website, Patreon, the Standing Brothers Show, Patreon.com. That's not the email. That's not the address, I don't think. Maybe it's, it's, I think it's Patreon slash Standing Brothers Show.com. It'll be in the description Maybe. below. It'll be in the description below. Consider joining. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode and also is the best way to say thank you. And especially for us getting up early this morning to the show, it's 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 all the more incentive. Um, you can you can join. You can buy a t-shirt. At our Teespring store, you can shoot us an email at Show at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Spotify or wherever else you listen to it. And um, also get hooked up on the email list for the Substack. Um, I'm doing some cool stuff up there. I got some more music stuff I want to write um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to pick a classic album um, that I already own because I haven't bought a new um, record. I'm, I am looking for... David Bowie's Black Star right now. I'm kind of looking for one of those, but they're gone. And the only place you can find it on eBay for like double the price. So I'm not willing to pay $80 for that record right now. But I'm working on getting Black Star and then I'll write something about Black Star, um, Bowie's last album. But 
I'll find something interesting that I have in my collection and write something about it. Um, maybe next week or this weekend I'll do that. Get that out to you guys. Um, read read the latest latest post and uh, make sure you get um, subscribed to that. Joe, anything you want to add? Any um, thing, anything cool going on this weekend for you? Or <clears throat> it, it might snow. No. Is it not going to snow for us? It's nope. it's kind of cold and rainy out here. It's not cold enough. The conditions aren't right. The conditions aren't correct. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, guys, thank it. you so much for listening. Um, as always, do something cool this weekend. Be kind to each other out there. And um, have a great weekend. See you guys on Monday. Go have ahead. a good one.